We are recording this episode on call recorder service, an app found while scrolling through the app store. So we might very possibly be getting scammed at the moment. We're not sure. We also might sound terrible. We're not sure about that either. So we thank you for going through this with us at these very difficult times. Everyone, please stay safe, stay home, and enjoy the show. Wash your hands. Yes, make sure to wash your hands, too. We don't want that corona. We want to flatten the curve. Um, so I was actually, I saw a very interesting thing today reported by Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo of NFL Network that the Giants are actually looking to, they're doing their homework on Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. So what I personally think about this, I think it's a smoke screen. I just think that when it comes down to it, the Giants know what they want. They know it's not a quarterback. And they're very committed to Daniel Jones after already a year behind center and seeing the growth that he's put in. But I think that they don't – what they want is they want the Chargers or the Dolphins to trade up that spot to secure their their quarterback. So what they're doing is they're starting the smokescreen of, oh, we want Justin Herbert. We don't believe Daniel Jones. We have a new coach in Joe Judge, and therefore we want to start over with a new regime with um, his own quarterback. So I think the Giants are hoping for a trade where if they go back to six, they could still get their guy because there's still going to be two quarterbacks taken ahead of them. What do you think? I mean, I think I think this is ridiculous. There's negative percent chance that we, as a Giants fan, that we're going to go with Herbert at the fourth overall pick. That's just not going to happen. We have our guy, Daniel Jones, and we're not going anywhere else. We're not going with Herbert. Okay, right. Um, so another thing that I cannot say from Adam Schefter, of course, Shefty getting in, getting involved before the draft, as usual, that as usual. the 49ers who traded DeForest Buckner for a first-round pick. Now, DeForest Buckner is a star, right? He's a, he's a stud, you know? He could kick inside, outside. He, he plays every, any technique you want to play on defense. I mean, he's, he's a do-it-all defensive lineman. So they trade him for a 13th pick. And now Shafty comes out with the news that the 49ers are actually looking to trade out of the first round, but not just one of the picks, but 13 and 31. So both first round picks, the Niners are looking to trade out. What's your take? Um. Well, first of all, this is just a report. You know, we don't know if this is real. You know, as before, the Giants are probably putting up a smokescreen with this Justin Herbert rumors. But they traded Buckner for a first rounder. I don't see them trading out of it. Um, at thirteen, they probably traded up for someone they want because thirty one, they probably can't get a guy at the top of the draft that they would like to get. So I think they're happy with thirteen. Maybe 31, they'll trade out to get more picks in the later rounds, but I think, I think they're going to stick with 13. Right, yeah. I think that if you trade DeForest Buckner for the 13th overall pick, like 31, I understand. It's the end of the first round. Uh, teams want to make that pick before the D2 stress builds up. But 13, if you trade DeForest Buckner for 13, you're most probably going to keep it. Um, and the last thing I wanted to touch on was Leonard Fournette. Um, Jags looking to deal Leonard Fournette. And this, by the way, comes right after Fournette asked the Jags to look into Cam Newton. So maybe a commitment to Gardner Minshew, 
that they're looking to trade Fournette. Maybe it's just because he's a free agent in two years and nobody wants to give running backs second contracts these days. Um, I don't really know what the reasoning is, but it doesn't look like there's many running back hungry teams in the NFL anyway, so I don't know what the haul would be right back to the Jags. Uh, speaking of the Jags, I mean, also Yannick Ngakwe today on Twitter was going at uh, the son of their owner, uh, Tony Khan, on, on Twitter today asking for money, presumably. Um, seems like that organization, uh, people aren't happy there. Uh, Ngakwe, Fournette, um, before earlier in the offseason, wanted money, something with ownership. Uh, it's just interesting to see where they go, you know, if, if the Mitch is going to be their future. Uh, see where they go in this draft. I think they're one of the most interesting teams in this draft, 20, NFL draft 2020. Yeah, with the two first-round picks, I mean, I think Tom Coughlin left the team in absolute shambles when he left. Yeah. I mean, he totally messed, messed, messed with it. You can't have Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe, Leonard Fournette all being dealt within one year. I mean, I don't know what went down in the front office there, but it clearly wasn't good. Yeah, looking at their team uh, – and this may be an early prediction now, but I say they're picking first overall next year. And we really have no talent. We will see. Speaking of first overall, um, let's get into a mock draft. Uh, we have a full first round mock, our first time doing this for you guys, and uh, we hope you like it. Rich, you want to start us off? Uh, I'll do evens. I'll take I'll take evens. I'll go with my Giants at four. So you start off off. All right, so I think I think we all know that Joe Burrow, uh, it's pretty much already set in stone. I mean, then they might as well just write on the depth chart. They might as well just write Burrow. I don't know why Andy Dalton's still number one on their depth chart. I mean, this one's set in stone. Uh, moving on. Yeah, I mean, speaking of set in stone, uh, number two is probably set in stone as well with Washington Redskins. They're gonna go Chase Young. This guy's explosive. He's elite size. He's athletic. He's Definitely a one-of-a-kind pro- prospect. Uh, they're going to go with Chase Young at two. Right, yeah. I think the two are rumors are over and done with. Um, well, we don't do trade-ups in our mock drafts. So, in what would be a prime trade-down spot over here, um, the Lions are just going to take Jeff Okuda in our mock draft. Shutdown corner. Um, I mean, losing Darius Slay, he's going to just step right into that number one role, and it it just doesn't get any better than this for a corner coming out of college. The, the guy can do it all. Absolute shutdown corner. Um, ultimate boost in the secondary that you can possibly have. Yeah, um, the lines, the, Patricia is definitely under fire there. A lot of guys don't like him, but Akuda's a guy that's going there. He's going to play his game. He's going to be shutdown corner in this league, no question about it. I'm going to go at four for my New York Giants. I'm going to go with uh, Jedrick Wills. I'd be happy here with either him uh, or Isaiah Simmons, but I'm going to go with the tackle. The Giants, I mean, recent years are the struggles that O-line have been well-documented. Uh, their contract with uh, Nate Solder, that didn't work out either. It was kind of a bust year. But last year, Will Hernandez, our uh, uh, pick uh, out of UTEP, the guard, he was, he was pretty good this year. So I could see him, um, you know, coming into form. Uh so I'm going to take the tackle, Jedrick Wills. You know, he's 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 a good potential. He's in college. He was a very good uh, tackle. The Giants need a line. Uh, he's athletic. He plays he plays uh, loose hips. You know, that's what the scouts have been saying about him. Uh, I like him a lot. I'm going to go with him at four. Uh, yeah. Um, so now we're going to move on to the 
to the real uh, drama of the draft. The Dolphins sending signals left and right about who they want. I mean, one day it's Tua, the next day it's Herbert. Back to Tua, back to Herbert. I ultimately think that they're going to settle on Tua. I think the, the his medicals, every time he, he comes out with a report, it just gets better and better. Uh, he sent out a virtual pro day video that was just looked amazing. Uh, he's moving around. His body just looks beautiful food movement when throwing the football. And um, I think they're going to ultimately settle on Tua. Yeah, I mean, Tua, before before this season, you know, Tua was, was in. He was a lock for the first overall pick, potentially. But then the season happened, and, you know, Burrow was amazing. And Tua had this injury, but... This guy really has great potential. He's he's gonna be really good, really good quarterback. And I think the Dolphins this is what they've wanted all year, uh, barring a trade at five. I agree, they're definitely gonna go with Tua. At six, uh, I'm gonna take another quarterback for the Chargers. I'm gonna go Justin Herbert. I'm not a big fan of Herbert. Um, I think you see him. This is a six-six quarterback, and you might be blown away, but I I don't think he's gonna be a top ten quarterback in this league, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You know, he is a project, so. Maybe Cam Newton, he's still available. Could be a spot to go here, develop Herbert, have him come in later. But I think the Chargers, they didn't sign a quarterback yet. They didn't go ask, They didn't get Brady. They didn't re-sign Phillip Rivers. I think they're going to go with a new a new fresh start at QB. Not that he's going to start day one, but I think they're going to go with Justin Well, Herbert. unfortunately for you, um, this mock draft is what we think will happen and not what we want to happen for every team that we pick for. So, uh, Chargers, they're going to be stuck with Herbert, I think, after this one. Panthers, uh, number seven, Isaiah Simmons. Um, I just think that with uh, Luke Kuechly retiring, um, they got to fill the linebacker role, and Simmons can play – he could play linebacker, he could play safety, he could play corner. He's just uh, one of the most versatile players in this year's draft. And um, – I mean, you, you you can really use him however you want. He's just a weapon on the defensive side and something that the Panthers can really use, especially after losing Keekley and Bradbury in the offseason. Yeah, I think this it falls out perfectly, even though, you know, losing Keekley is obviously going to be a devastating loss. But if you slide Simmons right in there, uh, it'll be just fine. I think with Arizona, uh, they made a big biggest splash in the offseason trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I could see See him going receiver here, well, Fitzgerald getting older, but I'm going to go with the tackle Tristan Works, you know, to show off the old line behind Kyler Murray. This guy is a beast. Uh, he's so strong. He, he can protect Kyler Murray, and I see them going tackle here. Yeah, and um, Works' natural position in college was actually right, right tackle, right and tackle. this works out perfectly because the Cardinals just extend their left tackle, so... Yeah. Um, number nine, uh, I went a little bit of a surprising route. I don't think a lot of people will expect this, but I'm going to go Jerry Judy. And the reason why I'm going to do this is because um, you want to – this this team is going through turmoil. You you have a fresh, young quarterback. Um, DJ Chark is an exciting young receiver. I think you bring in Jerry Judy, the, um, this team has a chance to – on, at least on the off- offensive side of the ball, to just take off running. And, I mean, if if you want to go all in on the Minshew Mania, get him some big weapons. And I think Jerry Judy, my wide receiver one, uh, this would be a good start for the Jaguars. Yeah, pairing along with Chark, I think you could have a bright future there in Jacksonville, even though, you know, 
as I stated before, they are a franchise in turmoil. Um, at 10. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the bright future doesn't ahead, necessarily mean that they're going to win this year. So, I mean, your your guarantee yeah, for number one pick, it still stands. Right. <laughs> um, at 10, I'm as the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they Their O-line was probably their biggest weakness this year. They have the talent is there on both sides of the ball. But on the line, their struggle uh, to protect Baker Mayfield was definitely a glaring weakness. So I say they go with Mackay back in the tackle. He's, he's six seven. He ran a five point one four yard dash. I mean, he was he's really an athletic beast. Uh, he's a giant, and I think he could protect Baker well. Yeah, I mean, developmental tackles, but listen, some of them turn into absolute monsters. So sometimes worth the risk. Um, number 11, I went actually the exact opposite way um, from the tackle perspective. Uh, Andrew Thomas is probably the safest, most NFL-ready tackle. Um, a lot of people, a lot of Jets fans I know will be begging for a receiver here. They want the excitement, the, 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 the jolt for the offense. But the truth is here that Sam Darnold is under absolute duress last year. And he just got harassed at every possible moment. And I think that bringing an NFL-ready tackle, especially with the the no, there's probably not going to be OTAs and rookie camps. So an NFL-ready tackle is probably the safest thing for the Jets to go right here. Yeah, hopefully uh, for the Jets, uh, Thomas could help Sam Darn from seeing more goals this year. Uh, at 12, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. Obviously, this guy has insane speed that was, that uh that four yard dash was everywhere when looking at it. Um so for Derek Carr they or Mariota I wonder what they're gonna do at quarterback this year, but that's not a story for another time. Um Ruggs he's great talent. They don't have a lot of weapons. He's so fast. Uh he's I mean fast, fast, fast. That's what everyone says about him. He he could run routes well and he just is a game breaker for Las Vegas, I think. That's where John Green and Mike Mayock go. Yeah, I mean, um, and they also get that that uh, alpha dog that they loved from the from the big colleges with the with the big leadership. I mean, that's where they went last in the draft, and that's where they go again. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirteen, another receiver comes off the board. Um, I think for CD Lamb, you couldn't have found a better fit than the 49ers because they love the under outs, they love the the yards after catch, and and that is. See, that's just what CeeDee Lamb dominated at in college. And, I mean, it's just such a beautiful fit. And as an NFC West fan, I just hate the fact that I'm going to have to deal with this for the next 10 years. But, listen, the West is already the best division in football, so why not just keep piling it on? Yeah, they lost Emmanuel Sanders in free agency, uh, so that's a good replacement for him. Uh, 14, the Bucks. Uh, obviously, with Tom Brady coming in there, they have – the weapons in the upper side of the ball, but you know, keep Tom safe. He's forty years old. He's he's getting old. Keep him safe. We'll go Austin Jackson tackle at a USC uh, to protect Tom. Yeah, I mean, developmental tackle, but listen, Tom Brady yeah. coming in. You you have a tier window to win right now. Your left tackle spot is not beautiful, and this this might be your chance. So shore up that O line. Um, well, Denver Broncos, number 15, I went the last tackle out of the top, uh, top six, which is crazy to say. I mean, we have six tackles gone now in top 15 choices. Yeah. But 
Absolutely wild. Idea. I wonder what the alternative record is for that uh, amount of old linemen. Yeah, they're going just tackles in top 15. It's crazy. Yeah, enough. setting records here. Uh, so, Josh, forgot to say the name almost. Josh Jones, uh, tackle out of Houston. Um, and, I mean, not much to say here. This is just, this is wild. Six tackles in the top 15. Yeah, uh, for them, Garrett Bowles is an absolute boss. He did travesty on the O-line. He was a turnstile, a human turnstile, and uh, they do need help on the O-line. Uh, at 16, for the Atlanta Falcons, I'm going to go with uh, C.J. Henderson. They lost out Desmond Trufant this past year. They do not have any playmakers in the secondary, so I'll go with C.J. Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida. Oh, he's good size. He's athletic at at six one. Um, they definitely need help on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, the past couple of years, Keanu Neal and Deion Jones they keep getting hurt. If they can stay healthy, uh, those two are as a safety and linebacker, and plugging C.J. Henderson at corner, I could see a bright future there in Atlanta on defense. At number seventeen, Cowboys fans are gonna be happy. I mean, a top ten talent falling all the way to seventeen like this, Derek Brown. Absolute game record. This man just lines up inside and demolishes guards and centers. They throw two men at him. They throw three men at him sometimes. I mean, this guy's an absolute game record. You you want to know what he could turn out like? Go Google Aaron Donald highlights. I mean, this guy's game record, Derek Brown to the Cowboys. Uh, Brown, you know, he could go as high as seven, and he – here he's falling to 17, which could turn out to be a steal. 18, the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go with Clavon Chase on uh, edge out of LSU. He is He's a leader in the locker room for that championship-winning LSU Tigers team, and he's long. He could get around tackles fast. He's exactly needed for a modern-day uh, defensive end. And Dolphins completely turning around the entire squad this offseason. This is a team that could go from – not literally worse to first, but yeah, something that, near that, worse to something near first. That AFC uh, division is definitely wide open right now. Yes, it is. Tampa Bay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely pathetic, these pads. Um, number 19, uh, Kenneth Murray to the Raiders. Um, you know, Kenneth Murray is just a – he's a statue filler. He's all over the field making tackles. And, again, we, we said the Raiders love the big school guys. Uh, Oklahoma linebacker, he was a captain and leader, locker room guy. I mean, this is just what the Raiders love, and we see they draft it over and over again. And uh, Mike Mayock's run on big school guys continues. Uh, at, at number 19, the Las Vegas, uh, at number 20, I'm sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars picking again. I'm going to go with Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Uh, he's a big body. He has uh, elite physical traits. Um, he He's a game wrecker, I believe. Uh, I think, you know, as I said before, Yannick Ngakwe uh, might want out of Jacksonville. They need help on that D-line. Also, Clay Campbell uh, getting traded. I'm not sure what that trade was about, but he got traded. They, that D-line needs help, and uh, I'm going to go with Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore just rips off everyone in the league at some point. Yeah, oh, my God. Traded. Um, well, the Eagles finally have a receiver who will not drop game-winning catches. Justin Jefferson is such a reliable receiver. 
He's a great round runner, beautiful hands. I mean, he's not a huge guy, but he is a beast in the red zone. And ultimately, a really, really productive wide receiver. Carson Wentz, you're finally going to get some weapons. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully it could be an upgrade from Nelson Aguilar and that situation. Philly at number 22, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go with uh, Eater Grossmatos, uh, edge out of Penn State. Uh, losing uh, Everson Penn Griffin. Is, uh, yeah, your Penn State guy, we know. Losing Everson Griffin, uh, that's going to be a blow for Minnesota and Mike Zimmer's defense. But uh, putting in a guy in Grossmatos, uh, he – you know, he has put up good stats in college. Uh, he, you know, he had a good size in athleticism. He's everything you want right now. And I think he could be coming day one and actually make a big difference. Yeah, uh, Grossmatos is really a trendy modern-day defensive lineman. Um, number 23, New England Patriots. I mean, it's been a while since they picked this early. I mean, not even early, yeah. but... 23-30 for them. Early for them. Um, well, I'm going to go classic Belichick pick, which probably means that he won't go this way, which probably means that he's going to burn everyone. Because yeah, we have no career Belichick, he always goes the opposite way. I mean, a lot of people really want the quarterback. And Jordan Love would probably be the quarterback taken here. But I just – I don't know if you want to pair up Jordan Love with Jared Stidham. I, I happen to really love Stidham, and I think he can be the guy going forward. So I want to go Patrick Queen. I know that Belichick just takes the defensive linemen, linebackers, and he just makes them beast year after year after year. And here's another guy who completely fits that table. Uh, at 24, the New Orleans Saints, uh, they have a really talented team, not too much holes. But I'm going to go with our receiver here, even though they have that Michael Thomas and now Emmanuel Sanders. But I'm going to go receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, this guy – Yard after catch is his thing. Uh, he in the open field, you know, he makes stuff happen. I think for Drew Brees, uh, that could be big for him because his arm might be a little uh, going on the down. So I think for Ayuk, put him in there uh, as a third receiver. I think he could do good things there in New Orleans. Yeah, for the Saints, just such a talented roster. I mean, you're picking a wide receiver three for them in the first round, and when yeah, you ever do that, on so, number 25, the Vikings, their second pick in the first round. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is just at an absolute disaster at this point. And so, I'm going to give them a physical corner. Jeff Gladney is just a one-on-one animal. But he has struggled at, uh, in zone at times. He's he's a little undersized at just six six foot. But when it comes down to this guy is maybe the – second best one-on-one cover corner in this draft. And, I mean, just the Vikings are in desperate need of secondary help right now. Yeah, he definitely could be a good replacement to Xavier Rhodes. At 26, uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, their third pick in the first round. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift, the running back. Uh, he's good in, good in uh, pass protection, uh, which is a plus. Uh, he is, he's strong, and even though it's time Jordan Howard, they, they could uh, – they could use an extra back. He's really, really talented. Going at 26 is definitely a, a kind of a steal with the way running backs are going these days in the draft. Uh, 26 is, is a prime spot where he could go, and I think the Dolphins could use him, and I think he'll be he'll be very good there. Yeah, for a team that was led in rushing by bearded, eat-too-much birthday cake Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, 
DeAndre Swift is definitely going to be a big upgrade in the run game. Number 27, my Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to go A.J. Epinesa. I mean, last year in college, Epinesa was a game record. This year, a little bit of a drop-off, but, I mean, if you watch the tape, he's been getting doubled. Uh, they had running backs chipping at him all game long. Um, when it comes down to Epinesa, is just a powerhouse. Um, I would love to see him put on a few more pounds and just play defensive tackle because Ren is a little bit of a tweener, but I mean, Epinesa has potential to be an absolute game record in the NFC West for a long time. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do with uh, Clowney there, but if they lose Clowney, uh, slide in AJ Epinesa and they'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I hope they re sign Clowney, but right now we're three days from the draft and no yeah, rumors yet. Uh, 28, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm going to go T. Higgins, wide receiver. At 6'4", he could be a good complement to Hollywood Brown. Uh, Lamar could use that, that vertical threat uh, in uh, T. Higgins. Um, I think that that offense has a chance to do really great things. Jackson, Brown, Higgins, uh, that could really be an insane offense to watch this year. And I think that's where John Harbaugh and the Ravens go. Yeah, expecting big things for the next few years to come. Um at number 25, Tennessee Titans, I'm going to go Christian Fulton. Uh, they lost Logan Ryan in free agency. Still nothing regarding him uh, besides a few Jets rumors, which will probably prove to be futile. Um, and, I mean, i got to stop with the shots against the New York team. <laughs> um, but Fulton, listen, he's a great cover corner. He's, he's really – what he excels at, I think, is when the ball leaves the quarterback's hands, he's all over it and – He's very good at high pointing the ball. And, I mean, I've seen him struggle a little bit at times with, with mirroring the receiver's routes. He's sometimes a little bit slow out of the break. but And that's always something that you could work on technique-wise. And he's got he's got the ball skills and he's got that athleticism to definitely be a great corner in the NFL. Yeah, a couple of years uh, down the line, I could be seeing Christian Fulton as one of the skills in this draft. Yeah, uh, sure. At number – Number 30, the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go with uh, linebacker uh, Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. Uh, in, at Wisconsin, he was a beast. You know, as a Michigan fan in the Big Ten, you see those guys every year, and this guy is a tackle machine. Uh, concerning the Packers, they uh, they lost uh, Blake Martinez to free agency, so putting in Zach Bond there and know that defense, uh, I think they'll be fine. This, is, this guy's going to be a good player in this league. Yeah, Wisconsin boy getting to stay in Green Bay. I'm sure he couldn't be happier. Yeah. Um, Cesar Ruiz uh, at 31 to the Niners, I think it's a beautiful fit. And, yeah, we're, we're on a little bit of a Big Ten run over here with Epinesa <laughs> on Ruiz. But the truth is that he's he's a beast on the inside, and this is really one of the only spots on the 49ers roster that, that struggled. And I think with that run game, they love going between the guards. Uh, they love bringing Kittle in on the blocks, and I think having a uh, really a mauler in the in the inside can really help that run game out more. Yeah, could couldn't agree more. Uh, Thirty-two, uh, the last pick of the first round, go Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'll take for them AJ Terrell, corner, at Clemson. This guy all year was a lockdown corner for them until he faced the LSU Tigers in the national championship game. That dynamic offense, and he got. Burned alive, but all year, you know, he was up there. I was not as good as Jeff Okuda, but he's up there with uh, C.J. Henderson. This guy, he's, he's going to be maybe not a number one lockdown corner, but he could be a starting corner in this league and could 
could be part of a good defense, and the Chiefs are in need of a corner, and I think he's a good fit there, and I think they'll take him at 32. Uh, yeah, I mean, for for the last pick in the first round, to get a lockdown corner like that, who's really going to be remembered for that second half of the national championship game, I mean, this guy has potential to be big, like a lot of the corners that we've seen here. And, um, you know, one thing I wanted to add on to his draft is that we only do the first round, but Jordan Love, a guy that a lot of people expect to be in the first round, this is something that if the draft plays out like this, we might see the genius of Chris Ballard because signing Philip Rivers to a one-year deal, and then he has the second pick in the second round. If he could get Jordan yeah. Love to back up Rivers for one year, I mean, that is just – they have a quarterback for years to come. I mean, we all know that, that Love has amazing talent, and he's just a little bit reckless with the football, and he tries to force things, and he's a little bit – Patrick Mahomes-esque, but he definitely has a talent and the traits to be great, and sitting a year behind Rivers couldn't do him wonders. Yeah, uh, out of a draft with many storylines, I think the Jordan Love, what's going to be with him, where is he going to go? I think that can be an argument as that's the biggest storyline coming in this in this draft. Um, Just a few days before the draft, so wasn't really planning on talking about this. I know everyone's preparing for the NFL draft, and that's really the hot topic, but there is a little bit of a warmish topic. The last dance started last night, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. I mean, just the fact that they had those cameras just all around, like just following around the team, that was just awesome, so cool. And I want to hear your thoughts about it. Um, personally, I've actually been waiting for this for two years. It's when they announced it. They, I saw a commercial for it, and I was so excited. And it was in, I think, 2018, uh, they said coming uh, June 2020. And I was like, oh, man, I got to wait so long for this. And now it's finally here. Uh, it, it was very good. I was looking – it was, uh, you know, advertised the last dance uh, about the 97-98 season. So I was a little bit surprised to see that they were uh, going to the backstories of the players. Um, so this episode, first episode, Jordan, second Pippen, third is going to be Rodman, fourth Phil Jackson. But, you know, that they show Scottie Pippen like that a lot. Uh, personally, I think he's maybe the most underrated player of all time, uh, as yeah, Michael said. Such an underappreciated player. Yeah, as Michael said himself, you can't say the name Michael Jordan without saying the name Scottie Pippen. That was an interior defend, perimeter defender, maybe the best perimeter defender of all time. He was a menace. He was actually an MVP candidate two years that MJ was gone. And it was really cool to, you know, see him and see his whole contract situation which everyone's saying, oh, feel bad for Scotty, didn't get paid. He he took the contract, so it's his fault. Um, but, yeah, yeah it was kind really of a good. Ronald Acuna situation, you know, a little bit of a young age. Yeah, he just got just, eight years, 100 million. Money. People think if he waited a couple of years, he could have got way more, and it might come back to bite you, you know. But Scotty himself said, I didn't want to risk injury. I had my reason. So, I mean, it's not really – you don't want to blame Scotty, but – you also can't feel too bad for him because it was his decision to make that to make that move. Yeah, a very good comp with Acuna, you know, that guy. That guy is the, you know, the ceiling is could be even better than Scotty. He could that team to a championship. But Scotty put that on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think we should throw a pity party for Scotty Pippen. And after after his career is over, when, when ended, he got paid good. And he was totally fine. But yet... I thought, I thought it was really good. I thought it was very well done. And 
just to keep in mind with all this, uh, Michael Jordan did have last day in what went on the dock. So definitely we're going to see a lot mostly pro-Jordan, not so much negative Jordan. But I thought it was really good, and I, I'm really looking forward to next week. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that too. Um, looking forward to the draft on Thursday night. Everybody stay home, stay safe, help us find the curve. Let's get back to normal as soon as possible. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you, Richie. See you much.